All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Todd Coconado Show. I want to welcome you on this beautiful Sunday as we are fighting for our republic. My goodness, how can we not fight for our republic? What in the world is going on? It's demonic. But thank God we serve a more powerful God. It's a fixed fight, and we're on the winning team. And We're going to get through all this stuff today as we talk about the madness that continues to happen in our culture. They try to call men, women, women, men, you know, what the Bible told us. They're going to call what's good evil, what's evil good. That's what's happening. And we're seeing this happening before our eyes. In fact, I put the scripture up that says they're going to call good evil and evil good on my Facebook page this week. And I'd I'd say there's hundreds of comments at least that say, yes, that's where we are right now. People are seeing it, but what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do to push back, what are we going to do to stand? Well, some people say, well, the Bible says this thing is all, you know, this is all going to happen and there's really nothing we can do. And I understand that philosophy. In other words, they're saying, you know, the Bible tells us there's going to be the tribulation period and the Bible tells us, and we're looking at things happening right now and it sure appears that we're at least in the beginning of the birth pangs, if not, you know, in the end times, right? And so many people feel that way. And so they just think, well, this is what the Bible said would happen. It's happening And so, you know, we're out of here. We're going to get raptured out pretty soon. But see, there's a scripture that says we're supposed to occupy until he comes. And I often talk about, uh, you know, my Sunday sermons about the very, uh, you know, the Lord tells us many times in the scripture to stand. In fact, he says it very, you know, often, stand, stand, stand. There's, I can tell you so many different scriptures that talk about that, that aspect. What about in, uh, in, in second Chronicles, when the children of Israel, went and took their positions, and then the Lord went before them. But they had to stand. They had to do their part. They took their positions, and then God goes before us. So God is going before us. Yes, the hour is late. Yes, this is what the Bible said would happen. We're seeing it play out before our eyes. I think it's the church's greatest hour. I think it's a time when we're, we're meant to literally do as much for kingdom as we possibly can, getting people saved and set free and healed and delivered. I don't think this is time for us to go back and sit on the couch and just wait to get raptured out of here. I don't think that's what God meant. In fact, the Bible says you know them by their fruit. What is the fruit of our life? What is the fruit of our ministry? Are we fulfilling the Great Commission? If we're not doing anything else, If you don't want to get involved in local politics, if you don't want to go to the school board meetings, if you don't want to go to the community meetings, if you don't want to do anything, you know, you just say there's separation of church and state. That's what I believe. If that's really what you believe, and and even, you know, if you want to do nothing else, we have to at least do the Great Commission, and that's getting people saved, set free, healed, and delivered. That's going out and making disciples. If we did just that effectively as a church, the country would change. Now, I'm an, an activist. I am somebody that feels like we need to get involved. I think it's high time the church is the head and not the tail. I think there's way too many pastors that think like if they just stay out of politics, everything's going to somehow fix itself or that we have no authority when the Bible clearly says we do have authority. It says we have the authority to trample on scorpions and devils. We have the authority to cast out and to drive out. And we have the authority to take back the territory for the kingdom of God and pull down the stronghold. So I'm not buying it that we're just supposed to sit around and do nothing. But I see this a lot. Do you see it a lot? I know people are getting fed up and tired of pastors that don't have a backbone. And you know what? I, I, I spend a lot of my time defending pastors because I know how hard it is to be a pastor. I know how much stress, I know how much anxiety if you don't you know, continually dive to your flesh daily and get into your prayer time and re- restore yourself in Jesus Christ and renew yourself and refresh yourself because it is brutal right now. 
It's brutal if you're a Bible-believing Christian. It's brutal if you're trying to live a righteous lifestyle. It's brutal if you're, I mean, look, if you're really standing for these things, then you're in a, in a war. And we are in a war. And, it, and it's not just a culture war. It's a spiritual war. It's a spiritual battle. And the, the, the cancer that our society has, the cancer of sin, has metastasized. And now we're in a really, really late, dangerous place where we're at a pivotal crossroads and this thing could literally go in the direction of Nazi Germany, of, of Stalin's Russia. Of I mean, we're seeing history repeating itself as they're going after religious liberties and freedoms and they're calling Christians hate mongers and they're saying certain aspects of our belief system is hate and they would love to silence us. They'd love to, I mean, pastors are getting censored uh, in the last couple of years during the COVID nonsense, we literally had pastors thrown in jail in the United States. And my friend, Pastor Arthur Pulowski up in Canada has been going through absolute hell, H-E-L-L, excuse me, up there in Canada for what? For having service? For, for feeding the homeless? What is, his, what is this man's crime? And we think that that can't happen in the United States. Of course it can. We've, we've already seen Whitmer. We've already seen, uh, you know, Lori Lightfoot. We've already seen what happened up in New York, what happened out in California. We've already seen what these people want to do. And we know that they don't like biblical Christianity. So why does a pastor think that if he just keeps his mouth quiet about these things, they're going to leave him alone? They're not. They're not. This is a very important time. And that's why the folks, the people, many of you are, are frustrated with your church or frustrated with your pastor because you barely hear them say anything. And if they do, it's so coded in nice words that it's like, did he really even say that or did he not? We got to be blunt. We got to be bold. We got to be lions and generals. This isn't a time for weak sauce, soy boys. This isn't a time. I'm sorry. Yeah, you say, wow, is this guy a pastor? Yeah, I'm a pastor. But you know what? I'm tired of, of, of just being, you know, we can't not address these things. We have to address them. We have to call a spade a spade. We are in a dire situation in our country. I mean, which direction do you want me to go? Do you want me to talk about the woke, wokeism of the corporations and how they're pushing 68 genders? Or what about CRT? Should we go down that route? Or maybe I should talk about the economy and the Fed and inflation that's over 10% and the gas prices that have doubled, even tripled in some places. I mean, which direction should I go? Should I talk about foreign policy and how China is literally saber-rattling all around the, you know, the world? And especially in the Asian Pacific region. And, and you know, what, what about our friends in Taiwan? Have you talked to anybody over there? I have. They're not feeling too hot. They're not feeling too supported. Oh, let's go over to Israel. How's Israel feeling right now with Iran? And, and the fact that they're very close to, to obtaining a nuclear weapon and Israel is probably going to have to weigh their options and figure something out here pretty soon. Because they can't rely on the Biden administration. So our world is a mess. We have the answer. His name is Jesus. The Bible is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is the ultimate void filler. But he doesn't want us to be weak. He doesn't want us to be silent. In fact, he wants us to speak truth because it's the truth that sets the captive free. In fact, the Bible says the word of God does not return back void. So the word of God does not return back void, but it takes people that are bold enough to preach the full counsel of God, including marriage between a man and a woman, including all the other aspects. Abortion is actually murder. 
Yet some people are now saying it's okay and they're pastors and they're looking the other way as babies are murdered. What about, let, let's go to Netflix or, or, you know, any of these streaming services. I mean, just, have you looked at the content on them lately? That's why I canceled my subscription a long time ago. But I'm just saying, I mean, you could just pick one, whichever one you want. Because the content is so wicked that's coming out of Hollywood or these streaming platforms. They're now doing their own movies. And it's just, you know, they barely ever, I mean, you know how many people would appreciate just some good content, just some, I mean, I know a lot of people went to see that Top Gun movie and I'm, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of, of good feedback. And people are saying, I'm just so thankful they didn't have like some major, uh, you know, woke uh, messaging in it. So I'm hearing that they didn't. I hope they didn't. I haven't seen it yet. But mo- most people are saying, you know, they felt pretty good about it. So that's good. But see what happens when you actually have a movie that's not like total woke messaging propaganda, you know, <laughs> trying to brainwash you as you're watching this thing. That's what the sports are doing. That's what, you know, if you watch the sports, there's brainwashing happening there. There's messaging. There's programming. You know, there's so much of this. We're being inundated by it on social media. We're being inundated by it in rap music and in all different types of music. And we're being inundated in the movies and, and in the, you know, all the streaming services and their programs. And I mean, just everything, the news media. And then they say that I'm like some type of, I, I got to write up and write wing watch this week. They just love me. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm reading what they're saying about me. And it's like, I agree with everything that I said. I mean, I'm looking at what is even crazy about what I said? It's absolute truth. So we're going to get into what I said in the next segment. I think it'll interest you. Uh, But listen, the whole thing, when when it comes down to people say, Pastor Todd, why do you do what you do? Well, first of all, I love Jesus. I love our country. Okay, and that's what this whole, this isn't like a, a fundraising mechanism. I know there's a lot of, you know, nonprofits and people out there that are, all about the fundraising or, you know, whatever, and they're, they're trying to look good. Whatever. That's not what it is to me. What this is to me is, is that I want to be able to look at my grandkids and say, I fought for you to have the rights that my grandfather, by the way, was a World War II veteran, and he fought for me. And you know what? This is our time. We can't sit on the couch. We can't sit on the sideline. It's time to get in the game. It's time to be a people of action. And I know you guys understand what I'm saying, but unfortunately, too many people don't. And so we're going to get into a lot of different things. Stay tuned. This is the Todd Coconato Show, Real Talk Radio. We bless you. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Todd Coconato. Faith over fear is right. That's what we need in this hour. We've got to have faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. With faith, we can move a mountain. Oh, just take a breath. Just take a breath. In this segment, I'm going to get into this whole thing about the inflation. A lot of people are, you know, talking about inflation right now. And we got to just address it. How many pastors are you hearing mentioning inflation? Not a lot, probably. Uh, this is one of the policies, of course, of our horrible uh, you know, do you want to call him a commander in chief? I don't, you know, I just call him Biden. I have, I've refused to label him president because of what happened in 2020. Uh, but nevertheless, the man, I guess, is the president, not my president. Um, people say, well, how can you say that, Pastor? He's put in by God. Well, yeah, I mean, I understand, but I think it's also because our culture is reprobate and because we're basically getting the judgment that we deserve as a people that murder our babies. 
and uh, just there's so much sin in the land. But there is a remnant, and there's a praying remnant. There's a righteous remnant, and we are standing in the gap for this nation. We're going to the courts of heaven, and we're praying, and we're believing that God is going to respond to the prayers of the righteous because that's what he does. And, you know, it doesn't take the whole country, but we have to be a repented people. And the body of Christ, it's the spotlight is on the church. And so I believe that we can reverse the curse, but we've got to stand in the gap and we've got to fight and we've got to pray and we've got to repent and we've got to literally call upon the name of the Lord. The Bible says those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved and we need to be a Nineveh and not a Sodom and Gomorrah. What happened in Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. But Nineveh repented. And so that's what America has to do. And there's got to be some preachers that are talking about this and leading people to Yeshua, to Jesus. And we've got to do it in love, by the way. And so when I, when I talk about a sin, I'm not talking about the sinner. I'm talking about the sin. See, God hates the sin. And anybody that wants to be a Christian, which is a follower of Christ, we should also hate sin. Because Christ hates sin, but he doesn't hate the sinner. We're all sinners in need of a savior. And Jesus Christ is the one that shed his blood on the cross of Calvary for us. But we've got to accept him in our heart. We've got to believe, you know, he is the Messiah. He is the savior. Confess with our mouth. And we've got to be repentant people. We've got to turn from repetitive sin. We've got to turn from our wickedness. And that is the answer. Jesus is the answer. Now, let's talk about this whole uh, situation with the inflation okay i'm saying it's all planned why am i saying that? well the gas has been planned to go up for years now i've been reading their documents and i've been listening to their speeches since the early 2000s my wife will tell you this it's exactly as they laid out everything they said would happen even the right timing and it started with uh un agenda 21 i remember when they were talking about un agenda 21 people thought people that were sounding the alarm were conspiracy theorists remember that well, now a lot of people are talking about these things, a lot more people. Still, you got a bunch of people that have their heads buried. You know, the Green New Deal, and now it's UN Agenda 2030, have always aimed at reducing the amount of people who drive their vehicles. I mean, think about this, right? This requires higher prices at the pump so they can get the lowered income people, you know, the lower income houses, so that they can't afford to travel. They can't afford to be mobile basically they have to use shared vehicles or bicycles or just stay home and what does that do well that ultimately reduces the amount of people on the roads and limits the people's mobility and their carbon footprint you know so guys like al gore can fly around in their private jets and yell at us in addition the united states according to the world economic forum will be one of many and no longer the superpower it is today in less than 10 years they're aiming to do this by 2030. In order to accomplish this, the economy was targeted and the buying power of the U.S. dollar strategically reduced by printing massive amounts of dollars and flooding the system, which obviously would create an inflationary environment, of course. And this is what we're seeing now. So, you know, none of this stuff is, is by accident. You know, Joe Biden gets up there, barely can talk. But when he does get some words out of his mouth, and he's, oh, you got to stop worrying about this. Really, dude? You know, he says, we're saving lives. What life, whose lives are you saving exactly? The Ukrainian people? I mean, because I'm not really sure whose lives he's saving. He says, we're, you know, we can't worry about the money we're spending because we're saving lives. Well, whose lives? Because I know a lot of Americans as a pastor that are probably suffering worse than I've seen in my lifetime. 
you know, we're helping people here at the ministry. We don't even talk about this stuff because I want to get the credit, you know, in heaven and not get the credit here on earth. That's what the Bible says. So I, I'm not going around boasting about the different things that we're doing at the ministry, but I can tell you there's a lot of moms, single moms that are coming and they need food. In fact, more than I've seen in probably the entire time I've been in the ministry and I worked in LA. I was a pastor in LA for you know, almost 20 years and we had a food ministry. But what we're seeing now is probably the most difficult and I don't even think we're at the worst part yet. So... You know, only a few years ago, America was energy independent under Donald Trump, and the economy was booming. But due to the intentional globalist policies, we are now uh, basically in this whole new economic era on the verge of a massive recession and possibly even worse. Is this the great reset they talk about? Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. Have you looked into that? Have you heard what guys like Yavar Noah Harari are talking about? The guy that says God is fake news. He's the prophet quote unquote no he's a false prophet he's a liar you know are they, are they looking to do a new global reserve currency the u.s dollars the global reserve currency is it going to remain the global reserve currency uh, the leadership of this nation want you know if they really wanted to turn it around they could it's orchestrated this whole thing is orchestrated in order to carry out this this agenda to reach their desired goal and to fix it all we would need to do is basically do what Donald Trump was aiming to do. You know, increase manufacturing and output, lower the trade deficit, you know, balance the trade deals, uh, you know, make them more competitive. What about increase energy output at home, oil and gas, strengthen the military? This is what President Trump was trying to do. He understood what needed to be done. So why would Biden come into office and cancel the Keystone XL pipeline? Just think about that. Is, is he America first? Does he care about America? Well, you already know the answer to that. Most Americans are blind to what's happening. Many. Do you know people in your orbit, your friends, your family members? They believe a media that's 90% owned by six corporations who spew out talking points from the same woke corporations that are pushing that there are 68 genders and who are telling us we are racist and full of hate because we love our country and we stand for our flag. They say we cling to our Bibles and guns and they would love to disarm us. I wonder why. Well, in order to answer that, all we got to do is look at history. So when will people wake up and understand how wicked these people are? What will it take for Americans to demand change in our economic policies from our compromised leadership? Or will we sleepwalk into UN Agenda 2030 with no resistance at all? So the next few months are scheduled to be turbulent. As we head into the midterms, there's a high possibility of more planned events play out in the national and international stage. I believe that. I would say be mindful, prayerful, wise in your decisions, be prepared, and pray over your family and household. This is a time of action. We must get involved and push back against their wicked plans. We cannot allow history to repeat itself, nor allow them to take away our rights and freedoms. We must hold them accountable to the Constitution and defend our republic from those who wish to permanently destroy our way of life. And from a spiritual standpoint, the church must activate. We must get involved and be the head, not the tail. We must repent and pull down the strongholds by going into the courts of heaven and calling upon the name of the Lord to heal our land. This is an if-my-people moment, friends. We are at a pivotal crossroads in this nation's history, and what happens now will affect our life for decades to come. Now is not the time to sit on the sidelines. We'll be back with the Todd Coconado Show. You can run on for... Hell, I know. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Todd Coconado on this Sunday. Don't get discouraged. Whatever you do, you got to be a lion. This is the time that God knew we were going to be alive. He made us for a time as this. And so it's time for the lions to roar. It's time for the lions to stand. You were made for this. I mean, literally, God made you fearfully and wonderfully. Think about that. He made you fearfully and wonderfully. He took his time to make you. I mean, think. About, I always think about that. He took his time fearfully and wonderfully. And I believe that, uh, you know, it's not a mistake that we're here. So now what are we going to do, right? That's the question. So who's speaking out publicly? Are you guys doing it? Are you... I know some of you are, and and maybe it's, you know, posting on social media or different things, but there's 20 things that I think you need to know if you're publicly speaking in 2020 and you're speaking truth. And we're going to go through these in this segment. we got a 14-minute segment here. Thank you for tuning in to Real Talk Radio. My name is Pastor Todd Coconado. I'm so glad that you're here. And by the way, I'm not angry. (laughs) I'm just passionate. I'm actually a very happy person. I'm a family man. I love the Lord. I know sometimes I can sound a little bit angry. I'm just passionate, and I think it's high time we do something, but I'm not angry, so I just want you to know that. Okay, here, here we go. Number one, those uh, who speak publicly are going to have people that track with you, stand with you, pray for you, and get it. These are gems, and thank God for those people. And I will tell you this. I am so thankful. People like you, many of you are these people, people that track, they understand, you get it, you know that we're not angry or we're not some type of crazy person. We're literally very sober-minded. We're watchmen on the wall. We're looking at the word of God. We're looking at what's happened in our society. We have discernment. We have wisdom. And we're just speaking truth. And you get it and I get it. And, you know, people say we're conspiracy. We're crazy. Those are people that are have their heads buried. They're in the matrix. They, they haven't been red-pilled. They don't understand what's going on. And so they can sit there and, and use their words to mock us. Or Well, they did that to Noah. They did that to Jesus. They did that to the Apostle Paul. We're in good company, by the way. We're in very good company. Um, So that's what they do. But there's going to be the people that stand with you, and those people are a joy and they're a blessing. I call them my alignment people, remnant people, people that get it. And thank God for those people. They're gems, and, you know, don't take them for granted. Those are the people that get you through. I'm telling you, the prayer warriors, the intercessors, thank you for you. Thank you for being a prayer warrior. We need your prayers. We are under attack 24-7, but thank God we have the prayer shield. We got the shield of faith, and God protects us. I just had one of my cars vandalized this week. Uh, The windshield was smashed out. I don't know if it was just a random thing or what, but this is the kind of stuff that they do. But we're not going to be intimidated. We're going to keep standing. Number two, no matter what, there will be those that attack you, that hate you, and the truth that you speak. And these people are going to oppose you every step of the way. All you can do is pray for them and don't let them pull you down to their level. Okay, a lot of these people are shills. A lot of these people are uh, plants or, you know, these are people that, um, you know, honestly, uh, you know, they pay some of these people. Uh, The trolls, you know, you see the trolls on the the posts and the, you know, we'll we'll have a streaming broadcast or something. There'll always be a troll on there. Somebody that's just mocking. They're in a mocking spirit. Don't let them pull you down. And don't let them wear you down because that's what their goal is. They want to wear you down. And we already know they're not in the spirit of the Lord, obviously. They're not operating in the Holy Spirit, which means they're operating in the demonic. 
And uh, if they're if they're attacking you as a truth teller, if they're attacking you for speaking the truth of the word of God or speaking truth and righteousness and standing for uh, morality and common sense, and you know that that's on them. They're going to have to stand before the throne one day, and they're going to have to answer for their actions. But you you stay above the board. You know, don't let them pull you down because that's their whole goal. So then they could point at you and say, aha, look at that guy. He's supposed to be a Christian. Look at her. She's supposed to be a Christian. Don't go down to their level. Number three, there will be those who are jealous, envious, and who pick apart just about everything you say, you do, how you look, how you dress, what expression you make, etc. Bless them and pay no attention to them. I'm telling you. The minute you get you get involved with them, you're arguing with the demon. It's I've seen it so many times. It's not even worth it. Pray for them, bless them. They want you, they want to pull you out. It's a tactic. It's psychological warfare operations that are being literally psyops. That you know, they actually have intel people and people that are working against truth tellers so that they can disenfranchise and they can divide our movement. Stand by the truth. You know, look, if you're a Christian and you're led by the Holy Spirit and you're walking in discernment. And the, and the Spirit of the Lord has showed you something, that's it. Stand by that. Don't worry about what they say. Okay, number four. This is not a public opinion poll. Do what God tells you to do, to say. Live not for man's approval. A lot of people are caught up in the approval of man syndrome. But instead, do the work of God. No one can take away your anointing but you and God. That's it. You lose it by being in sin or by giving up. Don't do that, okay? We've got to move through these, but I think these are good. I hope you're getting something out of this. Number five, you'll not get everything right all the time, but walk in an upright manner and be humble, contrite in your heart, somebody who's accountable and teachable and learn to be a good repenter. Number six, build yourself up in the Lord and learn to rely on him and his strength. Encourage yourself in the Lord. This is key. It is key. You've got to encourage yourself in the Lord. That takes going into the secret place, having a prayer life, getting into the word of God, feed your soul, listen to messages of people that are speaking truth. I mean, nowadays they got podcasts and all different types of things. Fill yourself up, feed your soul. Number seven, you gotta learn to rest. Some of us don't know this one very well. We gotta rest. The devil attacks you most when you're exhausted and you're weary. Even God rested. Don't get blindsided. Rest is part of the battle. You must get it so you will be effective. I'm telling you, I had to learn that one, friends. I liked, I'm a, I'm a go, go, go person. There's an urgency in my spirit. There, you know, I'm out there constantly. I get a lot of invites, different things. I got to learn to rest. We've got to learn to rest. It's key. It's part of the battle. Number eight, know the word. It's so important that we know the scripture and we hide it in our heart. If we don't know the word of God, we're ill-equipped. We've got to know the word of God. It says, study yourself to be approved. Number nine, have intercessors. It's critical to have people who are praying for you and the ministry God has given you. God will send these people if you ask him to. Can't tell you how important intercessors are. Number 10, don't get allured by the notoriety, by fame or attention. That's a trap. Many good soldiers have died in this battlefield right here. Okay, on this battlefield. They will try to pull you in. Don't be tempted in this area. Stay set apart and remain consecrated. It's all about the anointing. Guard the anointing. I often tell people they got to guard the anointing. It's a very, very important thing. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. You get the anointing by being consecrated, by having a prayer life, by having a real, authentic relationship with the Lord. Amen? Number 11, know how to pray in the war room. In order to be a truth speaker, 
One must have an active prayer life and know how to go into the courts of heaven and battle. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. We must fight in the spirit in the secret place. That's where the battles are fought. What does the Bible say? Our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against strongholds and principalities. Number 12, have thick skin. Don't worry about what the people say. They're always going to say something. Many great warriors have backed down because they let man's words steer them off course. Number 13, man will always let you down. You got to know that, but God will never let you down. Put your trust in God, not man. Number 14, don't take the counsel from ungodly or the prophets of Baal, the mainstream corporate media. The world and the news media will lie to us all constantly. Make sure you get advice from elders in the faith, people who are really living it out, leaders who are in tune with the Holy Spirit. In the mouth of two or more witnesses, God's words shall be established. Number 15, be at peace with yourself, with the joy of Christ. Don't let the weight of ministry burden your heart. Leave it at the foot of the cross. Our yoke is easy and our burden is light. Number 16, be careful who you align yourself with and yoke with. Many people who appear true have agendas and motives. People will also want your platform. Guard what God has given you. Align yourself with those who are other truth tellers and who have a strong relationship with the Lord. This is key. I see a lot of people aligning with the wrong people, and that ends up being their downfall. Don't do that. Don't do that. Make sure you're, you know, you're cautious in who you're aligning yourself with. I had to learn that one too. These are all lessons that I've learned over the years being in the public eye. And I'm not saying I'm like some big celebrity or anything like that, but I'm just saying I've been in the public eye for a long time. And I've had to learn these hard lessons. And so I, I'm just sharing what I've learned and I think these things are very helpful. If I live by these, I'm set up for success. If you live by these, I think you're set up for success because this is in alignment with the scripture. Uh, number 17, not everything God gives you is meant to be spoken publicly. Be slow to speak and remember life and death are in the power of the tongue. There's some things that I would like to say sometimes that I hold back on. I don't say because I know, you know what, it's not the right time. Or I feel like the Spirit's saying, don't say that right now. You just got to be cautious because a lot of people, they can't control their mouth and they just say a bunch of stuff and that gets them in trouble. And so be careful with that. And that kind of goes along with this next one. Number 18, pride comes before a fall. If you or someone close to you sees this rising up, do everything it takes to stop it, to kill it, and to renew a right spirit. Pride comes before a fall. Don't let it happen. Number 19, don't say yes to everyone and everything. Pray about what you're meant to do. Not every door is a God door. Some things are meant to distract you. You got to know this, friends, because I'm telling you, you can be busy and ineffective. We've got to streamline. We've got to make sure we're doing the things that God wants us doing. There's a lot of things that are good, but they're not God. Does that make sense? They're good, but they're not God. We want to make sure it's a God thing. Very, very important. Uh, number 20, be a happy person. Walk in the fruit of the Spirit. You're known by your fruit. Have mercy, be kind, show love and grace, be wise, and also be gentle. This doesn't mean you're to be walked on or taken advantage of. The current situation in our world is a minefield, but God gives us the tools we need to be set up for success and to walk in complete victory in Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If you apply those things, you're going to be set up for success. Now, many people don't get involved speaking publicly because they say, I don't want to deal with what comes with that. And some of you, maybe it's not your calling. But we each have a unique calling. And so what we have to do is we've got to find out what God has called us to do. 
usually it's it's something that he's already put in our hearts, a passion, a talent, and we're not to bury those talents. You know, I know certain people that are not good public speakers at all. They don't have a good public persona. They're just not, you know, called to be a public speaker, but they are great servants. We have to have some people serving too. You know, everybody can't be the leader. There's got to be pe- there's people that are called to be a servant. I mean, I can think of many examples in the Bible. And that's good. That's okay. Just do something. Find out. And, and you're not less than because every position is, is, is important and everybody's needed. It's like when you're at, you're at war. You know, somebody gave me a great analogy one time. They said, you know, World War II, there were certain people that couldn't fight in the battle, but they were essential because they were making the equipment and they had that talent and that gift. So they were just as important because the machine here at home that was producing the tanks and producing the weapons and producing the artillery, that was what was supplying the, the, the soldiers on the front line. Without the people at home that were making those things, that's when America used to make its own stuff. You know, imagine that, right? So that everybody has a place. And, and I don't want you to think that you're less than if you don't have the same gifting as, say, somebody that's out there on the front line or somebody that's public or whatever. Look, just do what God's called you to do. That's the whole thing. And if we do that, then this whole thing works out. But when we do nothing, that's when the evil takes over. That's, that's what we're seeing kind of come into fruition right now is because for a long time, people did nothing. You see what I'm saying? For a long time, we just kind of let everything go. And that's why we're in this dire position that we are as a country. But I still, I'm still hopeful. I believe that we can still take this thing back because I, I know that if America repents, this is a Second uh, Chronicles 7.14 moment. And I'm just believing that you know, God is not done with America, but we've got to stand. We've got to rise up. It's, it's super important. This is the time to do it. We'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconato Show. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back. This is the Todd Coconato Show. Pastor Todd here. I've been Well, I want to leave you with something uplifting today, if that's possible, in the craziness that we're dealing with in our world. Uh, I think that there's still tremendous amount of hope, and that's found in Jesus Christ. Thank God. Thank God for Jesus Christ. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. That's all I can say. I don't know how I would make it if I didn't have the Holy Spirit, if I didn't have the joy, the peace that comes in my relationship with God. And I am by no means perfect, and I have not uh, figured everything out. But I will tell you, I rest and I have peace in Christ. And, uh, you know, I want to just share a couple of scriptures with you that I think it's going to encourage you. Uh, if you want, you can turn there. Um, I'm going to read from Isaiah 40, 31. Isaiah 40, 31, it says, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Let me tell you something about this scripture. I had this prophesied to me three different times. I have kind of a crazy testimony. One of these days, I'll share the whole thing on this broadcast. But uh, when I was in Los Angeles, you know, I was a child actor and uh, I was in Hollywood. I was messed up. I was addicted. I was partying. I was living a really crazy, worldly, promiscuous lifestyle. And I thought I had it all figured out. I really did. I thought I had it all figured out. But one day when I was about 22 or so years old, uh, I was walking through Granada Hills, California, and I got stabbed nine times, one in the heart. And uh, it's a long story. You can find uh, on my podcast, I actually gave the whole testimony. And I think on, on some of my other channels, I'm like a rumble. I think it's up on there too. 
but, you know, it, I've given my testimony publicly many times, but it was a crazy thing. On the way to the hospital, the guy that stabbed me and his girlfriend actually drove me to the hospital in my car. And on the way to the hospital, I went in the presence of the Lord. And I died. I was stabbed nine times, one in the heart. I died. And I went in the presence of God, and the Lord said, do you want to live or do you want to die? I said, I want to live. He says, well, if you live, you got to tell people two things. Number one, you got to tell them I'm real. And number two, you got to be sold out for me. you got to be on fire for me for the rest of your life. And I said, yes, Lord. I felt like Isaiah chapter 6, you know, where he was in the, in the presence of the Most High God, and, and, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Remember that in Isaiah chapter 6? And, and all he could say, he was undone. And all he could say was, send me, I'll go. And that was what I could say. That was it. I, all I could say was, send me, I'll go. You know, I'm done. Yes. Yes, Lord, I'll do that. And when I said yes, I woke up in that hospital. God spared my life, friends. And I'm here to tell you he's real. And that's a very short version of a long story. But that's how I became a pastor. That's how I became an evangelist because I was, I was headed to hell. You know, God intervened in my life. That was my Damascus road. And after that happened, I started getting bitter and there was, Three people that prophesied that scripture in Isaiah 40, 31 to me. They said, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. That's what we need to do in this hour. In Ephesians 3, 16, it says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his Holy Spirit in your inner being. See, this is the whole thing. We've got to be strengthened in our inner being. We've got to be renewed because the times that we're in, and I would love to say it's going to get better, but I think what's going to happen is we're going to see the best of times and the worst of times at the same time. And yes, there's going to be a powerful harvest and an end time revival. And you know, there's going to be many people coming to know Jesus, but it's also going to be very catastrophic and turbulent. And if you've ever been on an airplane with a bunch of turbulence, you know, you got to pray. People start praying on that. You know, like they always say, there's no atheists in foxholes. You know what I'm saying? It's time to get our house in order. As for me and my house, I'll serve the Lord, right? And so that's the thing is we've got to learn how to renew our strength. And that takes a prayer life. And that takes a real commitment, friends. In Exodus 15, 2, it says this, from one end of the Bible to the other, we read of God strengthening his people when the Israelites pass through the Red Sea, they praise the Lord saying, the Lord is my strength and my song. Exodus 15, 2, the Lord is my strength and my song. Deuteronomy 33, 25, it says, as your days, so shall your strength be. In Nehemiah 8, 10, it says, do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is our strength. I mean, I could just keep going. The apostle Paul told us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me in Philippians 4.13. Throughout the Bible, we find a simple formula. When the word goes in, praise goes up, and faith goes out. God goes forth and strengthens his people. We've got to know how to renew ourselves in Jesus Christ, and this takes a prayer life. This takes getting into the word. I'm not just talking about on Sundays. You say, well, Pastor Todd, I, I can't understand the word. I'm not able to, you know, I, I, it's hard for me. I don't have an attention span. I hear this often. People say, I just, I start trying and I just get distracted. Listen, I have that same problem. So I'm a pastor. I got that problem. You know what I do? I listen to the word. The word is now available on CD. It's now available in audio. You can listen to the word. And there's, there's even these people that make these little sound effects in the background. It's like this whole story. It's pretty amazing. 
So there's really no excuse. There's, there's a ton of podcasts. There's a ton of people preaching. You know, feed your soul, friends. Find people who love the Lord and are speaking truth. Real remnant people that are, that are not, not just the, you know, tickle ear people or the motivational speakers. I mean, I'm not against motivational speakers, but I don't think pastors should be motivational speakers. I think pastors should be pastors, shepherds, you know, guiding the flock, warning the flock, all that. You know, it's not just about motivating. I think that's what the problem is, you know, is that there's too many people that just want their ears tickled and then there's no depth, there's no meat. We've got to learn how to have meat. There's got to be meat. That means we've got to hunger and thirst for righteousness to go deeper. Every season, like we should be able to walk up to a believer and say, you know, what, what are you reading about right now in the word? And they should be able to tell you. That's a believer that hungers and thirsts. I was just studying Job, you know, I'm, I'm in the book of Daniel right now. I'm reading about the prophetic. You know, I'm studying the book of Revelation, you know, and comparing it to some of the things that are happening in our world. You know, I've, I mean, just what are you, what are you into? Are you getting into the, to the word? Because that's the word, the bread of life. And, and, and it, it just sets us up for success. That's where the faith comes from. It comes from hearing the word. And people, you know, there's a lot of people lacking faith or, you know, dealing with doubt. I talk to people all over the country. Look, I'm not condemning you. If you got doubt, I'm not condemning. I, I struggled with it for a while until I overcame it. See, I had to come with, to the reality that Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords who sits on the right hand of the Father. And that, you know, he, he died for my sins and his love, I can't even understand his love. It's, it's so, you know, just magnificent, extravagant, that agape love, that, that amazing love that he has for me, that he left the 99 and went after me that he saved a wretch like me. And if he did it for me, he'll do it for you because I'm no better than you. The whole thing is, is that we've got to understand this is the reality of our world. And when we're in this big spiritual battle and we're getting worn down by our children, by our spouse, you know, listen, I'm tired of the church making it like everything's perfect and just brushing everything under the rug. You know how many of you are in abusive relationships right now and, and you don't even have anywhere to turn? I want you to know I'm praying for you. I stand with you. I know. I understand what you're going through. You know, people just think everything's so easy. It's not. But that's why we have a Savior, and that's why the Holy Spirit living in us, you know, we can renew our strength and find that peace and that joy and that rest in the middle of calamity. That's how the Apostle Paul was able to have that, you know, when he was in jail. And I know people that are in jail. And you better believe those, you know, they either come to know Christ or, or, or continue to walk out their faith if they were wrongly accused, something happened or whatever. There's going to be all different types of things. I mean, there's people in communist countries that are thrown in jail because they're Christian for their faith in Jesus Christ. You know, there's all different types of stuff that we may be headed, we may see. I mean, I was talking about earlier in the show about the pastors that stayed open. And those pastors, they had, you know, they had, a couple of them went to jail for, you know, not a long time. Some of them had some fines they had to pay, but they stood because they said, we're not going to forsake the assembly together, the brethren. See, it's a principle. You stand on the word of God, no matter what. You're like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. If they threaten you with jail, well, you know what? I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand for the word of God. I'm going to stand for truth. I'm going to stand for righteousness. I'm not going to grow weary in doing good. I'm going to put on the full armor of God. And imagine if we had every pastor in this nation that, that, looked at it through that lens and said, you know what? I'm going to stand by the entirety of the word of God. I'm not going to back down. I'm going to stand. 
I really believe this country would be revolutionized. It would change overnight because the people of God took a stand. And I'm not advocating violence. I'm just saying stand, stand, do something, do your part. All of us got to do our part. I got to do my part, but don't grow weary in doing good. You're not alone. In fact, I go over the country and I see just so many other patriots and believers that are just like us. They're remnant people. And they're like, thank God, there's, there's another one like me. Yes, there's more of us. There's many of us. We are many. In fact, I don't even know if we can be the remnant anymore. There's so many of us, but we've got to stand. Amen? Be encouraged. It's going to be a good week. God is with you. He hears your prayers. He's not done with you. He's not done with America. We shall have a victory in Jesus' name. I love you guys. Bless you. I'll be back next week. Go to toddcoconado.com, toddcoconado.com, or pastortodd.org. I'd love to hear from you. Bless you. You know, every day people say, Pastor Todd, how do you have the energy? I'm going to tell you right now, it's not me. It's the Holy Spirit that's in me. God gives us the energy. He gives us the strength. He opens the doors. In this last season, I've seen hundreds and hundreds of people get saved, get baptized, get set free. I mean, we've been on the beaches and, you know, the Pacific Ocean. We've been on the beaches on the Atlantic Ocean. We've been in the Gulf. We're down in Florida baptizing people. It's amazing what God is doing. We are not giving up. We're not backing down. We are taking a stand. Many people say, I wish my pastor would stand up. I wish, well, I can't speak for them, but I'm telling you, that's what we're doing here at Todd Coconado Ministries. And this broadcast that you heard today, this is completely listener supported. In, in other words, you're the fuel. You're the one that allows us to get on whatever platform, whatever radio show that you heard this on today. And we need your help. So please, please. Many people say, what can I do? Every day, every, everywhere I go, people say, what can I do? Please help support this ministry. I can't, you know, I don't like to say everything that we're doing because then I feel like we're bragging, we're boasting. And God knows but let me just tell you, every day, lives are impacted. Every single day. Every single day, people are getting saved. I'm telling you, every single day. If the Lord puts it on your heart, will you help us? You can go to toddcoconado.com slash give. toddcoconado.com slash give. It's going to go to the ministry. toddcoconado.com slash give. And thank you for your support. We love you. We bless you guys. We will not grow weary in doing good. We will stand.